Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is O Christ, Our Light, O Radiance True, ELW 675. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord. We have Zachary Brockhoff with us and Lars Olson. It is so nice to be here with you, Mason. Yes, absolutely. You're the star oh, <laughs> of both I, podcasts. Oh, honestly. well, I'll, I'll just uh, sit here in silence most of the time in awe of the knowledge that is being bestowed to, <laughs> to these ears. But we are here, fifth Sunday after Epiphany in year A. And we are discussing ELW 675, O Christ, Our Light, O Radiance True. Yeah, so Zachary, tell us some about what you know of this his, this hymn's history. We don't know a lot. Um, the uh, interesting thing that I found in um, going back a ways and seeing uh, a little bit more about this text in tune is that the text um, is in, was inspired, and you see remnants of it here, by a Catholic prayer Um, And this is how that prayer goes. O Lord Jesus Christ, true light of this world, enlighten the darkness of all people who do not know you, and also of Christians who go from your church. And then later it says, O Lord, show forth all your grace, search for the lost, bring back the erring, enlighten the blind, assemble the scattered, restore those who have erred and been tempted. And out of that, um, we end uh, up with... uh, one of these uh, Lutheran-German chorale tunes, uh, O Light Our Christ, O Radiance True. Well, fitting that we use a a poem or a prayer that is referencing light when our gospel reading this week is, You are the light of the world. Yep, you are the light of the world. Salt also is uh, salt and light. Uh, Both get some reference here in today's, uh, in this week's uh, gospel uh, reading. And uh, it can kind of seem like um, even the original Catholic prayer is sort of referencing people that aren't uh, in the in the sanctuary on Sunday morning, right? It's just a prayer that we'd have a few more join us, and that's a common prayer for churches these days, <laughs> that's right? right. <laughs> Goodness sakes, uh, you look around here. Uh, God, could you bring a few back? Um, maybe raise some from the dead. We'd take those back too, uh, just to gain our our attendance. Um, and and that's not, of course, what the hymn is praying for. But I, I thought it was a helpful thing uh, maybe to choose for this particular weekend, again, a little bit like um, last week where we hear the Beatitudes in a certain way. I think there's a way that we also hear salt and uh, hear this, this uh, notion of being salt and light. Um, and uh, this hymn is pretty clear uh, at the beginning that um, the light we're given is not our own. The title certainly says that. Um, but the, the better translation of the title is, O Christ, our true and only light. <laughs> that Christ is the light. It's not ours. Uh, it's, it's Christ. And so, 
Um, the first stanza, though, as I said, sounds like we're praying for those outside the church. And th- this is somewhat true, but I also think these words can be heard as, as confession. That those estranged from Christ uh, or those, those um, estranged from Christ are, are sinners. Those apart from, apart from Christ, you, you are dead in your sin. And so this idea that we carry salt and light, of course, is God's law and and promise, God's command and promise. Uh, This is all we have. This is our only hope. And so the second stanza starts to uh, unpack this a little bit for us. What are we actually asking God to do? Well, fill, fill with your grace the wanderers lost in error's maze. And when I when I read this, uh, what what in the world is um, this maze that we're 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 lost in? It reminded me of uh, a previous congregation which I served, and um, it was the custom at this particular place to uh, conclude each worship service uh, by attempting to summarize uh, the the reading of the day in a short sentence. And I will never forget, I will never forget this, um, particularly um, as I was thinking about salt and light in, in the context of this hymn, that the minister stood up and, and invited people to, you know, said, we, ne- we now go in peace. And, and the next line was, be salt and be light. Now, this right here is command, command. <laughs> now you go do it and, and you have both of them to do. Right. Um, and for one thing... I, for me personally, when I heard it, and this was years ago, and I thought, well, I kind of, I kind of have an idea of what it might mean to be the the light, we, and that's kind of a nice picture. We all like that, but salt, salt I, right. I'm not so sure about. <laughs> but he he was sure that um, this, I think, is what uh, what the hymn is going to call "Errors Maze and a Deep Delusion." <laughs> you think you can that's go correct. out and do it, and uh, actually, this hymn says. Uh, no, you cannot, and and what which of course the ending of this week's gospel passage makes abundantly clear, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, um, that after we've said you are the salt and you are the light of the world, uh, no, Christ is, and that's what the hymn is really driving at. Right. Think of how uh, troublesome that would be to have to be salt and be light, and you're always asking in this in this uh, maze of uh, of never ending turns, am I being good enough light? Am I being good enough salt? Rather than Christ is the salt right. of the world. Uh, Christ is the light of the world. Um, and we trust in him to be that for us rather than having to be told as you leave worship today, this week, <laughs> be better at right. being salt and light, something you are not. Just right. work a little by, harder. Yeah, yeah, by definition, that is not going to produce peace in you. Exactly. Right. Right. And so many people are just tormented, like... Am I am I a good enough Christian? Am I a good enough light to the world? Rather than Christ is our light, yeah. Christ is the one doing this. It's not a, It's not even about uh, back to the first stanza about you having to go out and um, give this to everybody, but rather Christ fill the world with this uh, right. to those who are estranged from you. Make sure your light comes uh, and and enlightens them and brings them back to you. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think the second stanza also, it's a little bit backwards as poetry and hymns can be, um, that all of these delusions and errors that we, uh, that we have, the prayer is, um, fill, fill all of these wanderers with your grace, <laughs> uh, with your favor, to reference a conversation we we're having before this podcast. Um, and so, uh, it's an interesting way that that uh, that's unpacked, and then we have to say, well, what is it to be filled with 
uh, grace. What is what is that to have God's favor? And the third stanza is just about as Lutheran at the beginning as you can get. Right. Um, we pray that God would open all reluctant ears, and so this grace and this favor comes because we hear it because God God gives us this light. Um, gives uh, we hear the command and the promise, salt and light, uh, both together. My, my uh, one complaint about uh, the third stanza, or the is that the fourth stanza is about the mercy's gentle ray. Uh, that you know, mercy. Um, I, I, it's uh, it's not quite a gentle kind of thing to be uh, given mercy, right? You are uh, you don't get hit perhaps, but uh, but it does hit you that finally this mercy is going to be your life rather than just being kind of a uh, an easy way to get through life because it's filled with mercy. Mm-hmm. The other thing that struck me in the third stanza um, was this sort of strange, I thought it was a strange prayer, uh, strange part of this prayer um, that asks, uh, I'll just read it, take away the needless fears of those who tremble to express the faith their inmost hearts confess. Mm. Well, there I feel almost like a Methodist. And maybe <laughs> if my heart could be strangely warmed just enough. And um, uh, but, but I actually think it's, it's not as though uh, uh, I'm walking around uh, Necessarily in fear of of speaking Christ's name, not not in the in the world in which I live. Although there are plenty of places where that is the case, um, but that it struck me that uh, anybody who who is told your God has come for you, and how God has come is in the cross in crucifixion. <laughs> Here's what the world does with the light of the world: yes. it crucifies it, it kills it, and so. Um, there I have reason to be just a bit fearful that this world's not going to, uh, to, to, to appreciate this much, except then we have, of course, the resurrection on the other side of this. And so... Yeah, I don't think you have to be a Methodist to, to understand that, that there is a struggle of faith yeah. that goes on within us, right? Um, I understand what you're saying about the strangely warmed and kind yeah. of uh, put all this behind us, but the, the prayer is one of like... Um, I believe, help my unbelief, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I trust this, but still there's this pull that says I, my life is in danger or there, there's trouble around me. Uh, and to give us the peace that comes um, through Christ and continue to give us that promise that makes that peace uh, rather than tells us how to get through it better is really what it's after, right? Right. Yeah, yeah I think that's, yeah, that's right. Um, the final stanza sort of, uh, I, I think, is... Uh, it was obviously the conclusion, but it tells us the result of this prayer, what we what what we might like to see out of this and what we'd, we're really asking God to do, that all people would know this light um, and no longer cling then to their to themselves, <laughs> right. but but to what Christ brings. Um, so uh, that's why I thought this might be helpful. Uh, this hymn might be helpful in uh, alongside this particular week's gospel text. Yeah, it pairs well and it, tells a complete story of, yep. of the gospel promise all um, all through five stanzas. Um, what other suggestions might you have um, for alternative hymns if somebody might not want to select this one for Sunday? Yes, yeah, so you'll see on that list um, uh, one that everybody sings as children all the way through adults, and of course, this little light of mine. Now, uh, I don't... Uh, I don't necessarily love it, but I put it on the list because you'll have to uh, you'll have to do some uh, put it in context, right? That the the light is not yours, but it is Christ's, and um, uh, so 
choose that with some caution. I think that's going to be true of any hymn you pick. It is. It's easy to turn into be salt and be light yep. or let your shi- your little light shine rather yes. than uh, this is Christ shining. Although when light. that hymn quotes it quite directly and, and nobody has to read it and we can all just sort of lean back and sit in our nostalgia bubble bath and sing it, I think the danger is greater than <laughs> is when you're singing one. some sort of I agree. <laughs> uh, unknown hymn that, we, that I chose. Now, there's that. And then um, there are others that will address carrying that light of Christ to the, to the world. Um, ELW 688, Lord of Light. And then another one uh, that's going to speak about what the light of Christ is here to do and, and the word um, is uh, ELW 511, thy strong word. Um, and both of these, of course, are all of these are present in other hymnals as well and will be included there. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.